Howdy, and welcome to episode 11 of the FPL Jingle with me, Owen Kanhidi, and my beautiful and gorgeous co-host, Stephen Meiselbach. How are you today, Steve? I'm grand, Owen. Episode 11. Uh, quick question for you. Who is your favourite player to wear number 11? Favourite player in 11? I'm awful at short numbers, so I'm going to be like... Probably probably like a, a centre forward for Claire. Alright. Okay. Uh I was thinking more like <laughs> soccer and football, I, I, but I, know, I mean exactly. like because no, it's one to fifteen in, in Gaelic football, so it's not like you can fucking pick a different number than one to fifteen. Um uh, No, I'm brutal uh at, 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 at short numbers. That was an awful question to start the pod with, to be honest. <laughs> who's, I don't who's know. Yours? I got a good who's bit. Yours? I got uh it was oh, probably Ozil because when he played his best for Arsenal it was probably with the eleven shirt before he took ten and then turned out shite. So I'll go with him for lack of a better name popping into my head at the moment. So after a quick Google search and a confusion between number eight and eleven, I've gone with Drogba because of uh his fantastic time in blue. Uh, it's my favourite number 11. Thanks for the question, Steve. I was quick off quick <laughs> off the mark with that one. Oh, my God. I don't think you could have been slower if I, if I, if you tried. Like, <laughs> um, like <laughs> Not only am I bad with numbers, I'm bad with names as well. I genuinely just don't know what's going on. I just see a bunch of blurry people walk or run around the field for 90 minutes. Not even sure it's soccer at times. But uh, how was your weekend, Steve? Oh, it was grand. Just recovering after uh, the weekend in Amsterdam. Um, didn't get up to much. Watched mainly watched a, a lot of soccer as much of it as I could. So feel prepared for this pod. Yeah, you went. I was I was away myself in the Hague playing a bit of Gaelic football in Harlan, which was mighty crack despite the shitty weather. And I did get the, the Man United Chelsea game, and I got the. A lot of the City West Ham game as well, which uh, yeah, neither a cracker really, but uh, interesting to see them. Yeah, still interesting in their own right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's our weekends. Very exciting. Um, we had. We do our matchups first, Steve. Uh, our individual matchups. Yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. Okay, <clears throat> I'll start with mine. So. Uh, I had a bit of a close one with uh, Thomas this week. Probably a little bit fortunate if I'm looking back on it now. Um, so I had Ramsdale for seven. Cancelo only got one yellow card and then they conceded in the 94th minute. Thanks, Lanzini. Uh, Thiago Silva came in for five with the assist for the penalty. Uh, Reese James, one for a yellow card. Robertson, nine. Clean sheet and an assist. Baller. I had Bowen for one. Uh, Smith Rowe for three, I had Rashford for one, Salah for five, got an assist. Uh, I had Vardy for ten, who got two goals, uh, and I had Wilson for two. But I was livid because on my bench I had Madison for two goals and an assist and 13 points, and I had Sancho on my bench for a goal and a clean sheet because he was taken off before they conceded for eight points. Uh, So if Bowen hadn't come on, Madison would have come on, and it would have been less of a, not as close, you but had, um, had Thomas so then on seven, even even your keeper returned. Yeah, the oh yeah, my backup keeper. Was, uh, I I brought in Sanchez last minute as a backup keeper just for like 
because he was better than McCarthy. And uh, yeah, he got seven points as well. So, but uh, Martinez, uh, sorry, Ty- Thomas had uh, Martinez for two. He was unlucky that they conceded in like the last minute. Christensen, who didn't play, uh, but all but his subs of De Bruyne, T. Elements, and Calvert Lewin were all injured, so he didn't get any subs to come in for him. Connor Cody got six. Livermento got zero because they conceded four. Pinnock got a clean sheet for six. Maximan for two. Saka for eight. Got a goal and a clean sheet. Antonio for two. Aubameyang for one, even though he should have scored because he hit the post from like point blank range. Couldn't could not believe he missed it watching it. Could not believe it. And Jota for two goals. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Um, bit of tinkering maybe to do with my team uh, ahead of next week especially because both my midfielders Sancho and Madison look like they're starting to find a bit of form but uh, I was also probably a bit fortunate in the fact that uh, the Spurs Burnley game was called off because he had Regalon so if he got a clean sheet it would have made it like I still I think I still would have won it would have been 45-43 but yeah yeah, yeah, Thomas trying to take you on with nine there. Um, yeah, gr- good news in that you have two mids that are starting to find form, given how, to, like, you, you'd you'd held on to the two through some rough patches, so nice to see them come through. <laughs> the, uh, by rough patch, do you mean the entire season so far? Yeah, an odd week here and there. Uh, and, yeah, Bowen and, and Smith Rowe are, are probably kind of streaky as well. So yeah, it's 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 a a, ni- a nice week to have won. Um, yeah, had, had Thomas had Christensen and Reggie on there, like he he could, would have been in a much better position. Uh, but unfortunately, it snowed on Burnley. Um, yeah, Thomas's side is actually kind of solid looking in some ways. I mean, Jota's yeah, like have... if he gets if he gets the lads back from injury, like Calvert Lewin and De Bruyne, it's a decent side. Like in terms of forwards, he has uh, Upamiang, Jota, Antonio, Calvert Lewin midfielders. He has Simaxaman, Saka, De Bruyne, and then Tielemans. defenders. Well. To defenders, you've got oh yeah, um, but like in terms of like players, you'd actually want to have yeah, you know. And then uh, Fabianski Martinez is not a bad keeper rotation to have, and then he has. You know, uh, Christensen, but uh, he's not that nailed on to start, although he probably will start midweek because of the rotation and the, the short, quick turnaround in games. Uh, I think Livermento's a pretty solid player. Um, yeah, they have a tough run. You know, um, yeah, they do. So. They're probably going, they're probably doing that, that downwards dip that they usually do. Like, they kind of could just go up and down a lot, so. Yeah. That was my that was my weekend. Anyway, we move on to the absolute slapping that you got. We can not do that as well. We could just talk about the cup. Oh no, I want to. Um, I mean, so what? What can you say? Like, <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> we we can read out the scores. That's what we can I, say. I, do you know what? I'm just going to bitch and moan a bit here now because I deserve I deserve <laughs> it. Uh, so yeah, Lenzini Why? scores a goal and robs me there of about twelve points between Laporte and Diaz. Um, don't get Son nor Dyer uh, for a few points out of the Tottenham boys. My forwards do nothing. Ron, despite me putting him on the bench, was also put on the bench by Carrick. Kai Havertz doesn't play; he's injured. Uh, an absolute mess. You knew about Kai Havertz going into the game, though. Uh, rumor was he was fit. He was on the bench. Uh, my mids don't ret- like my mids and forwards didn't return. 
and then I got two returns from my keeper and an Arsenal defender in Gabriel, and it left me on twenty eight. I'm upset about it, and like I've I've actually last night, like for the first time all season, went and tried looking for trades. I was trying to get rid of Ron, and I was trying to get rid of Laporte and Havertz. Yeah, my inbox was my inbox was noticeably empty. Yeah, well, you don't have any good players, so I have more better players than you. Um, so I got 28 points, uh, which I thought was actually still quite high, given that he only got two returns. So, but yeah, load of shite. Uh, Steve Lyons got uh, a, a good week to score low because Steve got 61. <laughs> uh, Van Dyke for a goal and a clean sheet. Ben White for a clean sheet. Jota for two goals. Saka for a goal. Barnes for an assist. Tony for a penalty. He had a flyer of a week. Lamptey for a clean sheet. Yeah, Lamptey there as well, who's cool. Um, yeah, shocker. Uh, like, it was it was over after he had, he'd gotten three goals and a clean sheet from the Liverpool game anyway, uh, given that man... Yeah, I'd even argue game. it was over a half-time of the Liverpool game. It, it was tough to take. Um, I mean, like... Uh, Great to see, though. Not really, no. Because what that that oh, put, from my point of view, it puts, is put Steve Lyons further ahead there in first place. So I'm not worried about that. Just as long as I get you out of the way. So then, I'll then in the you. cup replay, we had Paddy versus Thomas. Ah no, <laughs> are you moving on that quickly? Are we? Ah, oh. uh, which well, well for some, huh? I'm the host of this show. You, <laughs> you delinquent. <laughs> you invited me. I didn't. I didn't I, you approached me, okay? Yeah, I mixed, I Not mixed the other up way the around. Steves when I was looking for him. Uh, yeah, yeah sure. Paddy scraped past Thomas uh, by one point in the cup, which was a bit of a sickener. Uh, mm. I'll run you down through Paddy's 38. He'd Jose Sa for seven, got a save point. He'd Gabriel as well, same as myself. He'd Burns, Leicester midfielder for the assist. Verdi for two goals, yeah, ten points. So that left him at thirty-eight, like which, you know, is is, is a below-average score. But uh, poor old TT, as you just described, there only got thirty-seven. So uh, disappointing to yeah. see him knocked out. You know, he's doing God's work, Thomas. Yeah, he's not doing that badly. Like you know, I know his record is five and eight, but like his team is decent. He's just been unlucky with the uh, injuries. Like Caver Lewin's been injured almost since the start of the season. De Bruyne almost likewise, and but like he's making decent waivers. And like I said, Aubameyang absolutely should have fucking scored. Yeah, so sicker. that was just unfortunate. Hasn't put a foot wrong. <laughs> so just running down through the rest of the results there, uh, Connell got a win over Andy forty to sixteen. Connor Skeehan uh, lost to John Scanlon thirty two to forty one. Uh, Mark Clahassy lost to Porrick eighteen to forty. Paddy Brennan getting another scraping another win against Owen Dillon thirty eight thirty five. Uh, Team Auto Draft uh, lost to Cahill nineteen thirty two. Uh, Tyg Flynn lost to Mitchell Barr 55-28 Mitchell with a, a, a nice score this week but you have to feel for Tyg who's on a, a bad losing streak <laughs> uh, and you called him out there in the chat giving him reams <laughs> of abuse <laughs> and, uh, he's what, had an awful like, time I, I since just... he featured on, on the FPL jingle but it's just, I like I don't pick his team <laughs> for him he picks his team like do you know like I, what do you want like I'm on Zoom is calling it out Please. 
Like, <laughs> no, no. Uh, and then Mark Gary got a win over uh, Gary Fowley, uh, 45 to 30. So at the end of the day, that leaves the table with uh, Steve in first outright on 31 points, me in second on 29, uh, Connell and yourself um, level on points on 28 and third and fourth. Uh, Porik is in fifth outright on 27. John is in sixth on 25 and on a six-game win streak. He's flying. Uh, Mark, it, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's on fire. Uh, Mark Gary is in seventh on 24 points. Paddy is in eighth on 24 points. Connor Skeen is in ninth on 19. So Cahill a, in tenth on 18. That's a big drop there from eighth to ninth. Ninth. That's five points there. Um, you'd yeah, struggle yeah. To see There's definitely yeah, the mid, from mid table up. They'll, they'll struggle to get up. Certainly struggle to get into a top four position. I think at this stage in the season, it's been it's been really uh, it's been really competitive this year. Like I mean, like you're only talking like two losses for top two in the league and then three losses for the top four like it's very competitive Super. Um, so then Mark Lossi was in 11th on 18 Mitchell Barr in 12th on 15 to- uh, Thomas Ivory in 13th on 15 uh, Tyg Flynn in 14th on 13 Andy Harrington in 15th on 12 Owen Dillon in 16th on 12 Gary in 17th uh, with six and team auto drafts in 18th with uh three so, so, if, i don't even know who he, who did he beat uh, i think it was andy or someone um ah yeah that yeah, makes sense uh, like yeah if we got more leitrim contenders this whole league would be a lot easier for the rest of us because they just <laughs> one and 12 for yeah. poor old ray who didn't turn up for the draft so maybe that's fair uh i wanted to take a quick look at mitch's team there when he got the nice high score of 55 I just you know call out the the ballers that he does have. He's Edu Mendy in goals, Cody Robertson and Tommy Asu in the defence. Decent midfield of Fornells, mm-hmm. Madison, Saka, Townsend. So you know Madison, Saka, two decent lads to have. Then he has Antonio, Jimenez, Zaha, and Kane. So maybe the forwards not as sexy looking, but uh, yeah, I was interested to see where he got his fifty-five points there. Not a, not 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 a bad. Antonio, team, Jimenez, Zaha, and Kane. Like none of those guys returned. No, no, not this week. But I'm saying in general, uh, like yeah. yeah, no, I I was saying because he scored 55 points and none of his forwards returned from, which was like you know surprised. Yeah. You know, but I think all of his defense returned: Mendy, Cody, Robertson, Tommy Asu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I got that all right. Uh, yeah. Have have we done all the administration that we do at the start of every episode, Steve? Um, it kind of seems like it. Cool. Uh, any last words on, on, on our fantasy football weekend? Not really, but I mean, after you doing that, I mean, it raises the question, is Mitch's team still shite? Question mark. Who are we to, to judge? Only God can answer that question. God or maybe Gary Neville. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Moving on. So Moving on. Let's take a look at game week 13 that we've just had. I'll take you down through the fixtures. Arsenal beat Newcastle 2-0. Liverpool beat the Saints 4-0. Norwich and Wolves was scoreless. Palace lost to Aston Villa 2-1. Brighton and Leeds was also scoreless. Brentford beat Everton 1-0 to continue Everton's shockingly bad run. City beat West Ham 2-1. Leicester 
played, got four goals against Watford, who scored two. And Chelsea and United played out a one-all draw. So we'll go for the fixture with the most goals in it, Steve. We'll look at Leicester's 4-2 win over Watford. Uh, Madison and Vardy coming back to form in this game, I would say. Uh, did you get a look at it? Um, I only got a look at some of it. Now, mostly the highlights. I wasn't able to watch the game live. Well, I could have, but I was watching the City game instead. But, uh, yeah, like... Uh, like um, Wofford were awarded a penalty for uh, Wilfred and Didi fell in the box, um, but then Madison came back, um, scored a goal, and then uh, played a nice hoops, and then set up Vardy for a really nice finish for their second and Vardy's first, almost kind, of, almost like from the the left hand touch line, and he and he sneaks it in, and then uh, Madison from a corner whips in a, a ball, and Vardy on the near post uh, gets a head on it and flicks it in to make it three one. Uh, Dennis scored, I think, to make it. Uh, no, sorry, Adamola Luckman scored to make it four one, and I think Dennis scored a consolation to make it four two. But uh, like, it was nice to see, like, for people to have Madison uh, in their teams, um, him starting to find a bit of form because he there was a bit of a false dawn, maybe like a month or so ago, where he scored in the Europa League and then uh, scored in the league, and you're thinking, okay, he's back, and then went off the boil again, but like. Looked really impressive in the first half of this game with the, taking his goal and then getting the two assists. So it'll be interesting to see if they kick on. I think Harry Barnes got an assist as well. Vardy got two goals. So like Leicester attackers, possibly an asset to be looking at. Um, I know they play Southampton next. So like another kind of soft enough team uh, where you'd be thinking maybe like worth worth playing them. Um maybe not their defenders just because their their d- defensive record is so terrible but definitely the forwards are interesting yeah what i thought was interesting is, is renieri's kind of persistence with a an attacking outfit uh, or at least an attacking style of football like you've got sissoko there in the midfield who doesn't really drop back and king and dennis are in a bit of form i suppose just you know let's look at the stats here they took 17 shots on leicester so if they keep that up I know we were given Watford a load of abuse before. Uh, Sar injured, or yeah, I think he was injured after the United game. But like that front three, like you mentioned, of uh, Sar, um, Josh King, and Dennis, might be like, interesting. You know, to if they can, when they play the shit teams. Yeah, being keep an eye on it anyway. Like if you're if you're really stuck for a forward, there's there's probably an option there. But yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be going there as my first choice. But want to be quite stuck. Um, I, I also wonder, you know. Nice that Leicester got the four with an XG of two point oh five. They did have eighteen shots. Is d- does the scoreline flatter to deceive? I suppose. Um, would you be? I mean, maybe maybe a little bit. I didn't see Adam Luckman's goal, but the other ones were just really well worked goals. Like, I mean, um, like one was from a corner, like one was from a really nice Vardy finish, and then Madison like had a nice finish as well. Like you know, XG can XG can be deceiving sometimes. Like you know, I think you have to kind of. It, it didn't surprise me the Leicester scored four. Put it this way, do you know? Yeah, yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I was a touch surprised, but uh, yeah. We'll move on to the next fixture that we're going to take a quick look at, that, which was Liverpool's four nil trashing of Southampton. Uh, Jota the star of the show, and Van Dijk also getting in in the action. What did you make of this one? 
Um, yeah, just dominant start to finish. Back to back four nil wins for Liverpool. Um, Jota at the double. Um, I think uh, what was it? Um, Salah got the assist for his second. Robertson got the assist for his first. Um, Thiago got a goal from a deflected shot, which was a bit unlucky on Southampton, but hey, look. And then um, a set piece, Trent whips in a corner, and Van Dyke with like not like what you'd expect with like a header. He does like a kind of like a a volley, and like McCarthy probably should have saved it because it was almost straight at him. But I think just the the speed and the the, the surprise of it maybe caught him off guard a bit. But um, nice finish from Van Dyke. Um, the only question you have going forward, uh, I suppose, because we're coming into December now, is, you know, what do Liverpool do for January when their players like Sa- uh, Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah are away at the AFCON? I think they'll also be missing Naby Keita. Um, I think that may be it. Matip, is, as far as I know, is retired from international duty. So he should be around. Kind of but, like, they will be lacking in some... Where is he hailing from? Canada is French. Oh, okay. Then. so uh they um they will be lacking in some sort of firepower like you think uh with those lads gone it'll be jota and then maybe firmino if he's back fit in time and then maybe Origi or minamino like there's not much depth there so it'll be interesting to see what they do and maybe what do you what do you think about doing in terms of um waivers or not waivers but like people to bring in to to take over for them because like Salah is just on fire right now yeah yeah he's the best player in the world I think at the moment uh it, it certainly will be interesting because you know the the thoughts of a uh, Liverpool uh forward is is always enticing but if it's going to be Origi and Minamino are they really going to be scoring four goals a game unlikely I would say um Probably not, but I mean, like Liverpool are just the the system itself is quite good, so you'd still fancy them to get like wins and like some attacking returns, you know. Yeah, 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 and I, I if if you were struggling, if you were looking for like a, a mid or a forward to pick up, like that, they'd be on your mind definitely. Um, hmm. I don't know have we much to say about Southampton? They played a five at the back in this game. Uh, Broja, Adams, and Armstrong started up top. I didn't get fun fact I did not know what Adam Brogia looked like until I saw this game and after his anonymous performance I'm still not sure if I have yeah well, I know exactly what he looks like and he looks lovely <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think he's going to come good he's he was balling underage he did a good job there at Vitesse as well so uh, I'm looking forward to see what he does they all do a good job at Vitesse and, that's and, like and the, they all work that's out. like the minimum standard Mount Moses. <laughs> you saying Victor Moses was a success? Victor Moses was an unprecedented success when Chelsea won the league. Which <laughs> ah, the no. Go away. Are you take you he take had one good season under Conte? Like, oh, they won the league. Yeah, purely because of Victor Moses. Anyway, will we move on to the next game? So, no, I want to have this out. What? Are... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on while I pull up my my Victor Moses PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. Uh yeah, I you know what? Like I watched Chelsea United and like was disappointed. Like from from the moment I saw the lineup I was disappointed because Chelsea's attacking three like are not goal scoring forwards, so it made it pretty difficult and annoying to watch. Uh United for the first time in 
fucking ages played three in midfield and just parked the bus and like you know Chelsea didn't have the boys to tear that apart so um, that was a touch annoying um, well they they started off well like because <clears throat> I, I remember early on I think was it Thiago Silva or was it Rudiger plays a long ball up to Marcus Alonso and he heads the ball down towards uh, Hudson Odoi and um like First five I think Wambasaka misses it. Wambasaka misses it and then uh Lindelof misses it and Hudson Odoi is through and he's like edge left edge left edge of the six yard box and tries to take that take on the shot and go far corner and behave it to saves it with his feet. But like if he'd looked up a little bit you might have seen Timo Werner like storming into the box for maybe a tap in. Um but yeah, like Callum Hudson Odoi, Ziek, and Werner are not known for their goal scoring prowess, especially Werner, who in the second half had a volley from a corner that, like, he. It, it, went, it went exactly where he was trying to shoot, which was far off into the stands. Um, yeah. I thought they were. Like, United played the way that United did under Solskjaer last season when they played big teams, where they sat uh, in a 4 5 1. Or maybe like a four four two, and then just hit them on the counter, and that's exactly what they did for their goal. Like they, well, not the, the, they didn't hit them on the counter for that goal, but like they pressed Jorginho really uh, fast, uh, Rashford and Sancho, and he just makes a terrible decision and tries to take it down with his with the touch, and Sancho's in, and then if Rashford wasn't fucking offside the entire time. Sancho was running towards goal. He might have squared it to him, but he left Sancho no choice but to but to slot it away himself. So yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't read too much into that goal or, or how, how that might complement Man United's style. No, play. no, I wouldn't uh, either. But that's the way United used to play under yeah. against the big six teams because they knew that they weren't good enough if they tried to play them at their own game. Okay. So like Chelsea got back into the game, obviously with the penalty. Um, I think wan was a tad unlucky. I just don't think he saw Thiago Silva coming. No, no, um, no, no. Probably, sh- probably should have won it at the end because... Rudiger's chance. Like, Ronaldo... Well, uh, it starts from Ronaldo not tracking the man. And then Pulisic gets uh, free on the right-hand side touchline, crosses it in. Rudiger's there at the back stick, wide open, and just, like, blasts it over. Um, yeah, so, that was disappointing. Like, but... any, <laughs> you would have fancied anyone else in that scenario. Yeah. But um, centre backs, right? Yeah, exactly. So like United will feel, um, they'll, you know, they'll be happy with the point from Chelsea and a way to Stamford Bridge. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do under Ranjek. Um, like I think United assets will potentially become valuable again. Like I'll be, I'll be holding on to Sancho absolutely. I think Rashford might be do uh, the same. Uh, be interesting to see how Ronaldo goes. Like he was on the bench this game, came on, got a yellow card, and generally didn't really impact the game at all. Um, but you know, it'll be interesting to see going forward what they do. Does that defense become a bit more solid under Ranić? But uh, it's probably too bit too early to tell at the moment. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree less with you. I, I thought that was an absolutely disgusting performance for Man United. They shouldn't have scored, and they let in twenty four shots. Uh, I, I wouldn't like there's no one at Man United that I want but like I'm not talking about okay I wasn't talking about specifically that performance and that's how they're going to do going forward I mean what they're going to be like under Ranić once yeah, he gets in there and implements his tactics yeah uh, yeah we'll have to see uh, under Ranić and, and in the future but uh, for me like 
that was absolutely chronic for Man United. Like you know, that, that was a terrible performance. You know, they, they might, it, they might does say, it not say then? But what? But what does that say about Chelsea then? That it was a terrible performance, and yet Chelsea still couldn't beat them. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's worse. Like you know, like that they played three forwards who can't score a goal. Uh, they took twenty four shots, and because they're not able to score, they didn't. Uh, obviously, all the lads are injured. Or just coming back from injury, Pulisic, Mount, Lukaku, Havertz, uh, Chilwell. Obviously, it was. Out ah, as well. I don't think you were relying on. I don't think you were relying on Pulisic. No, but he's just coming back, and I think he's more likely to score. He's always coming him. back. He's always injured. Yeah, absolutely. His, that's that's just his his ailment. Uh, but I think like yeah, but I mean you can't be you can't be saying oh he's, he'll be good once he comes back from injury. He's always injured. He's always well, coming back from injury, what, yeah, so you can't be relying what I'm on him. Is if Lukaku and Mount started that game, Chelsea would have won. It's fairly simple. Mm, if yeah, they come on, if prob- they come well, on half an hour sooner, Chelsea would have won. Probably, yeah. I think they just would have created enough chances. Probably, yeah. Jesus, Steve, we're getting into a lot of fights on this pod. What's going on? What's wrong with us? I'm gonna bet. I'm, le- I'm gonna leap through the screen. Fucking bait the head off you. Okay. Uh, we we listed the results. That 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 was the week. Um, will we move on to the midweek fixtures? Okay, we're gonna take a quick look at the Widme. Oh, I nearly said Widmeek. I was going to like go into a whole thing of abusing you, but now I'm going to show myself. So instead, I'm just going to <laughs> instead I'm just going to list the fixtures. This is awful. Uh, you have Newcastle Norwich in a battle of who can be worse. Leeds play Crystal Palace. Southampton versus Leicester. We, what's wrong with me? Wolves play Burnley. Watford play Chelsea. West Ham Brighton. Everton versus Liverpool in the Merseyside Derby. Aston Villa versus City. Spurs take on Brentford and Man United play Arsenal. Did I get through those fixtures okay, Stephen? I mean, just about. I was questioning your literacy there for a second. Out the window. Like I don't, you know, like I used to have the odd drink when I was podding, but I don't even do that anymore. Because usually I do. Like, <laughs> you can't even blame no, that now. No. Maybe I needed to loosen me up. Maybe I'm drinking too much coffee. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. So we've we've kind of a, a new style of looking at this now. So what we're going to do is we're going to list the three attacks and the three defences that we think we should be picking lads up for for the week ahead. So hopefully that helps us highlight, you know, the players that are worth picking up, looking at lads who are coming in through rotation in the big teams and looking at the main lads in the small teams. So the three attacks we like the look of this week is Leicester versus Southampton. Uh, Chelsea who take on Watford and also Liverpool who are taking on Everton in the Merseyside Derby and the three defences we like are Spurs versus Brentford Chelsea again in that Watford game Uh, we also like Liverpool but we're going to highlight Wolves who are taking on Burnley this time and who you might pick up so um, we touched on Leicester already Steve but who is knocking around there at Leicester that you could pick up in your attack um, well, it's interesting because like you have um, like Harvey Barnes returned, Madison returned, Vardy returned, um, but with the short uh, turnaround this week, um, you might be looking to like if you're thinking about it, you're thinking, well, maybe Ian Acho will get a run out this week. Um, possibility uh, Adam Luckman gets a run out this week, depending on what the kind of formation they try to play, whether it's a like a four-two-three-one or whether they play two up top. Um, 
Yeah, you so have, you know, Pats and Daka there as well, who's who's also you know might deserve a call up. So uh, yeah, potentially. I just uh, he he typically plays in their Europa League games, and he's performed well in those. But he just hasn't seemed to make the they don't seem to trust him enough to make the jump to start a game in the Premier League just yet. So I would say maybe Ianacho might start, and then Daka would come off the bench at some stage. Um, but like, there's just you know, and then like. Uh, I know, and then a, a long shot then is potentially Iose Perez, but I just think uh, they like Leicester have historically done well against Southampton, and they're <clears throat> they're off of the back of a good performance against Watford here. So I'd fancy them to to get some attack and returns here, and uh, maybe with a little bit of rotation, there's a, there's an option to pick up a player or two there if you're stuck. Yeah, no, I think you're right. So um, Luckman or Ihianacho are probably the two most likely to be available in leagues. Um, Luckman did get subbed, so might start. Harvey Barnes played the full 90. Verdi played the full 90. So um, you're looking for someone on the left wing or in that striker position. Madison was also subbed, so she'll be getting she'll be getting the game midweek. Um, yeah, he is an interesting one because he was in such good form at the end of last season. And then even when, when they played the two strikers this season, he looked like a good option. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's a, he's a nice little fella to highlight, I think. Um, so what will be interesting and impossible to predict is the Chelsea forward line that goes to take on Watford <laughs> but let, let's have a go yeah. at it let's try well so there was Ziyech Werner and um, Ziyech Werner and Hudson-Odoi who started the game against United Hudson-Odoi is probably going to get dropped uh, Ziyech is probably going to get dropped Werner may start, may stay uh, I fancy Mount to probably get a run out. Um, Lukaku is probably going to get a run out, and who maybe like yeah, it's I don't know if they want to do wholesale changes to that front three, but you know there's there's definitely options there. Like if you have a Pulisic, you're probably starting him. I would be anyway. Um, if you have Lukaku, you're starting him. Um, yeah, maybe you have a bit more insight here, being a Chelsea fan. Or... Yeah, I'm looking at it, and I'm look. Ver- Werner was subbed, and Werner doesn't play striker. Werner should play left wing. So I'd like to see him take Cho's spot there. Then I'd like to see Lukaku after getting a few minutes starting up top, and I'd like to see Mount out on the right. Uh, that would be delightful. Um, yeah, I think that's the front three yeah. I basically just listed. Basically, then you have Havertz who didn't play, so I don't know what the story is there because he he would have been a lovely option to have in the Man United game. Um, I that that's what I'd be predicting is is Werner Lukaku Mount that that that's what I want. Um, but at the same time, I like Cho. I don't like Ziyech. So tough to predict. I, I, what I'm going to say is what I want is is is, is going to be Werner Lukaku Mount. Uh, but if mm. you have Havertz Pulisic, you're probably starting them. Cho and Ziyech not so much. I, I liked Cho's performance. He's 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 lively. He's on the ball a lot. Um, but yeah, it just felt like he was trying a bit too hard. Like he realizes that when Lukaku and Havertz come back from injury, that they're likely going to take starting spots away. So it felt like he had to try too hard to do too much. But yeah, like he he offers a lot. Like he's a he's he's pacey. He he loves taking lads on and. He has a finish in him the odd time. Maybe not as consistent as he'd like. But uh, yeah, plus his versatility, the fact that he can play either side of the wing helps. All right, but right, uh, right. I, I, 
Yeah, or a right wing back, but I I don't fancy him to start this game. Yeah, well, he's lovely sideburns too, so maybe that'll swing it for him. <laughs> Callum, shave those sideburns. <laughs> uh, so finally, we've the Liverpool attack. Who will we see some rotation here? I reckon one of the front three will be rotated. So because Firmino is injured, I think Jota will still start. Plus he was subbed. Sadio Mane and Salah both played the full 90. So I think one of them is going to get subbed. And I think if if it's anyone, it's probably more likely to be Mane. For Origi or Minamino then? Probably. I would say I would say more so Minamino. He's been getting the minutes. I know Origi came on against West Ham and scored. But I don't know. I fancy Minamino to get... The nod. I find it very strange uh, at that for position. I mean, not to start, but uh, I couldn't fault you because uh, Origi's a bit more of a striker, and like Jota's the central character, isn't he? So, oh yeah, like Jota is the main yeah. central figure there. Like you know, <clears throat> he he stays. So Firmino typically would drop off and play him more as a false nine and that allows Salah and Mane to kind of go in behind him whereas Jota plays more further forward and that allows Mane and Salah to drift in to the infield kind of positions that Firmino used to take up so he's definitely more so the the central centerpiece yeah. of that front three but uh, I just think with Matt, Salah's form I think he, and, and Merseyside Derby he's, he's too important to drop do you know yeah but, but maybe Klopp will see like <sighs> just how brutal Everton are so yeah Minamino I think is a mid in, in the fan tracks so or is he no probably forward um, yeah look at Minamino I probably wouldn't bother picking up Origi um, and then for the weekend for the weekend then game week 15 I you know looking again there, there has to be a bit more rotation happening so uh, what about Thiago um, yeah, I mean, he scored um, midweek for uh, Liverpool in the Europa, or not the Europa, the Champions League, sorry. And then he scored with a deflected effort against Southampton. But I I mean, he, he plays at the base of that three. So, like, he would play in the Fabinho spot. And then Fabinho and Henderson would play further forward either side of him. So, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't think he gets, I know he's got a couple of goals, but he doesn't get far forward enough. Yeah, yeah, I'd be in agreement with you. Yeah, you, you know, he's it's it's one of those flashes in the pan, I think, that goal. Um so that yeah. concludes our, our forwards discussion. Uh Spurs got a rest, uh didn't didn't get their game against Burnley. Um their last game was in the Europa no, the conference league. Uh we've been talking for a while now about like trying to pick up Spurs defenders, whether it's worth it or not. Uh this could be the game where things start to look a bit better. Yeah, I mean, they they didn't play against Burnley, but I don't know, they probably built a few snowmen when they were there. Um, well, that'll build a bit of team cohesion, you know? Ro- yeah. Exactly, a bit of team bonding, you know? Snowball fights, they're good. So, um, people think, some people say we don't have great advice in this pod, but we're, 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 we're dishing that? it out. You show me him and I'll show you a lawyer. Uh, so yeah, I think Spurs with the rest and going up against Brentford. I know Brentford have two wins on the trot, but the game against Everton, like there was a penalty awarded and Tony scored. And the last game they did score, I suppose they did score three against Newcastle, but that's Newcastle as well. Like, so I just think that they're, they'll be well rested for this game. So, you know, you're thinking Eric Dyer, Regulon, probably Emerson Royale over Doherty. 
seeing as Darty that was part of the team that had that loss in um was it Lithuania? Or was it Latvia? No, I think it was Lithuania. Um the lowest ranked team uh, in uh, the conference league. Yeah, Ben Davies would probably go back in as a centre back and maybe Tanganga as the right sided centre back or Alderfield? No, no, Depends. he's not there anymore. Uh, oh, is he no, not? No, no, he's gone. It, 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 it most likely Dyer, Davies, and Sanchez hasn't been starting there, so it's probably Dyer. Sanchez played in that Conference yeah, League game yeah. that they lost. Yeah, Dyer, Davies, and Tanganga, maybe. Yeah, Royale and uh, Region. So, I mean, like, they, they, they really, like, Conte obviously came out with a few shitty comments about the players there. Uh, you'd hope, like, you know, they kind of come back and fucking do do bits um i mean it's, it's like a great yeah, opportunity like, to as well against you know a brentford who are very up and down uh, yeah exactly i think brentford are a little bit inconsistent yeah. so far this season um like don't get me wrong like they're they're not doing they're they're not doing too bad at the moment but like you would fancy uh a conte led spurs team to win this game and hope for a clean sheet i think that's the minimum aim for for them um right now especially after that so, such a poor performance in the conference league where they lost to the lowest ranked team in the in that uh, division i suppose for lack of a better term yeah. so like uh, yeah um i i i would be hoping now that they do something there and 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 there's there's spurs lads available so i think it's it's worth highlighting it uh we have hmm. another prediction job to do at chelsea once more um, <laughs> Yeah, they have the centre-backs to rotate. A few people will be disappointed that Aspie and Christensen didn't get the game against United, even though they didn't keep the clean anyway. But uh, mm. you're, you're absolutely mad to get your Chelsea defenders out. So I'm going to have a go at it. Alonso was subbed. He'll take the left-wing back position. Uh, Thiago Silva, I reckon, will get a rest. Chaloba maybe as well. Chaloba will get a rest as well. So that will see Christensen and Aspilicueta. Uh, James will play and Rudiger will play. So that's Alonso, Rudiger, Aspilicueta, Christensen, and Reese James. That's my prediction for. Do you reckon Malang Sar gets a run out? Uh, against Watford, yeah. Yeah, I know. Because I'm just thinking, I don't like. See wholesale <clears throat> but, but, but. Yeah, no, I, I was just thinking about it there as I said it, and like wholesale change seems a bit too much. Mm. Although you would be keeping the same fullbacks, but yeah, like I. Ugh. Hard to predict, but I mean, if you, I have Thiago Silva and he's going to be on my bench. Uh, I reckon Christensen will definitely get a game this game. See, Christensen um, usually plays ke- that centre centre back role as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you probably keep Rudiger, and then Aspilicueta. Like, I think that's solid. I think that's solid enough while also allowing for rotation. Mm, unless they put Aspilicueta at right wing back and put Malangsar at right centre back and rest James Angelo. But yeah. <sighs> Jeez, I hope not. James is like arguably yeah. Chelsea's best player this season. Oh, he is. He is. No, they want they want rest. James, uh, he's a workhorse, and and also like Alonso's. He also grand. kicks like a horse. He kicks the ball like a horse, yeah, like, like an ass. Uh, also, Alonso's. <laughs> uh, he'll come into it, but he's he's not he's not Chilwell. So you know you need you need a bit of attack coming from the wing backs at Chelsea because the forwards just aren't able to do it on their own, as we've seen time and time again. 21 goals from Chelsea's... 21 goals and assists from Chelsea's defence this season so far. Is a bit Jeez, that's some return. Like, that's scary. <laughs> uh, uh, when you consider that 
when you consider that none of it is going to come from the midfield, like I suppose that does make sense, though. Like the the centre midfield pairing of Jorginho Acante or Kovacic or uh, Loftus Cheek, like none of those lads are going to. I suppose Jorginho scores penalties, but yeah, no, you, you you don't have any real attacking returns from the midfield. It's a shame that yeah. Orinio does take the penalties because then the Chelsea forwards are even more diluted in terms of fantasy football. So um, I, I'll, I'll move us along then to the final defence that we want to look at for next week, and that's Wolves who take on Burnley. There'll be a lot of lads to pick up here, and Wolves are just off the back of two clean sheets. Um, yeah, a, a wing back here might be a nice little option, despite, despite them doing nothing all season at Wolves. Um, yeah, well... Um nil-nil in the game against Norwich and then they beat a good West Ham side 1-0 at home so they're building a, a bit of form um, in terms of their defence uh, Connor Cody is solid um, seems like Semedo and um, I think it's Marcal on the other side are decent um, wing backs when they get possession in, in the games um, I just think you know like at home against a the an average Burnley side like they would be hoping for the clean here um, and like if you look at around the, the other fixtures uh, in the league this week like I think I think if you're I think if you have a fifth defender that you can afford to rotate I think it's worth a punt yeah like you know Wolves are playing three centre-backs and three big ones in Cody Kilman and Sice I'm not sure about Sice's height that you know, three centre backs should be enough to deal with with long lumped balls and big burly men of Burnley. So it could be a nil nil. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, nice alliteration, by the way. <laughs> I didn't even mean to big Burnley boys. That, that's a real. <laughs> that is a good description of Burnley. Uh, yeah, you'd, you'd yeah. imagine that three rugged centre backs will, uh, will will deal with them, or, or at least I can see it happen. So. Um, you know, like you, 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 you would try to pick up the the wing backs to get to, to get any attacking return that would come, but there yeah. won't be any really. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think we need to uh, to over over analyze this. I think Burnley, if you have a fifth defender that you can afford to rotate, are worth the punt. Uh, two clean sheets in a row in their last two games. I, you know, there's 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 worse options out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's 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 going to be game week fourteen, which is a midweek and forcing us into a eh, not forcing us, making us do a, a two pod week, which I'm kind of looking forward to, nice and busy. Um, yep. Yeah, will we take a look at what our fixtures are and what we're going to do with our own teams? Sounds good. It's time for a look at game week fifteen in our fantasy football league. I'll fourteen. So 14, I keep mixing up the game week fixtures. All right, 14 in our fantasy football league. <laughs> Don't get mad at me because you can't read. I'll be taking on Andy Harrington uh, for a handy enough fixture. He only scored 16 this week, so hopefully I can take him down handily enough. Connell will play Cahill. Mitchell Bear will take on Paddy Brennan. Uh, Mark Gary takes on Mark Clausey in Battle of the Marks. Owen Dillon versus Ray Foley. Porrick Sheen takes on Thomas. Steve Lyons and John Scanlon is probably the most exciting fixture of the week. Steve Meiselbeck versus Connor Skeen, uh, Tig versus Gary and Shin Shin. Uh, we're going to take you through our teams and the changes we're going to make. Will you kick us off, Steve? Sure. <clears throat> so 
a bit of a predicament at the moment because I have Ramsdale away to United and I have Sanchez away to West Ham, but I'm probably going to go with Ramsdale. Uh, Reese James going to start against Watford. Cancelo is going to start against Aston Villa, although he might get rotated, I'm fearing, but hopefully not. <clears throat> Robertson will start against Everton. Uh, Matt Tip will get the nod at, over Thiago Silva this week uh, because like he didn't play uh, against Southampton, so he's definitely going to play uh, this week. Uh, I'm Midfield is kind of where I'm a bit conflicted uh, because I have Bowen in uh, alongside Madison, but with Jaden Sancho performing well, I'm wondering, does he take the spot over Bowen? But Bowen is playing Brighton, so you know, probably a better side for him matchup for him. And he came off he came on as a sub against City, so he's like he's likely to get the start. Uh Salah, who I'm playing to go against Everton because I think he's undroppable at the moment. Uh Rashford against Arsenal. Uh Vardy against Southampton, even though he could potentially be draw, uh, rotated, and then Wilson against Norwich, who I think is gonna start. So that leaves then Thiago Silva on my bench, uh, Jaden Sancho on my bench, and Emil Smith Rowe on my bench. What do you think, Owen? Well, I couldn't argue with that. I think like Verdi might be rotated, but I, <clears throat> he's certainly going to get like thirty to forty-five minutes bare minimum. Um, yeah, I, I can see how you have a little bit of uh, confusion in midfield. Um, it's, it would be easy just to play Madison Sancho after their good week. Um, but yeah, you very little basis to start Sancho against Arsenal, who are look t- looking a touch more solid at the back. Uh, yeah, uh, good. I think it's a good decision. I reckon Thiago Silva get rested. He's thirty seven and he's just played like yesterday. And uh, yeah, I couldn't argue with keeper either. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I couldn't point out any major mistakes there. You won't be making any moves yeah. in the waiver wire. No, I, I was just thinking there, like, Barra maybe Callum Wilson, but with the, like, Newcastle now, where they have to start scoring goals eventually, and Norwich is a good game for them to come up against. Like, bar him, I'm pretty happy with my team. Like, I've got Ramsdale and and uh, Sanchez, who I can also rotate for uh, another keeper, depending on if they have a good game week. Like, Reese James' quality, Cancelo's quality, Robertson's quality, and then I've got Matip and San- Thiago Silva as backup defenders. Uh, Madison looks like he's coming good Sancho, Smith-Rowe, Bowen like decent combination and then Salah, Rashford, Vardy, Wilson like it's a, it's. I'm fairly happy with it yeah it should it should uh, should see you pass Connor Skeen I'd imagine uh, bearing an un, unmitigated disaster uh, yeah I'll uh, I'll run you down through my side I'll be starting Allison versus Everton I think it makes sense uh, Cresswell is deemed to be okay so he'll get the nod versus Brighton uh, as discussed we were looking at Spurs defenders I'll play Eric Dyer versus Brentford uh, Diaz will start against Villa which with Laporte dropping to the bench I feel like he's going to get rotated uh, Bernardo Silva Gallagher and Havertz will start in midfield they have Villa, Leeds and Watford so handy fixtures I just hope Havertz starts even though I've predicted that he won't uh, mm-hmm. that I don't have much option like I could I could I could maybe swap in Laporte who probably won't play and I just don't like Fornells is in my team but I just don't like him. Do you know who who like <laughs> who crossed my mind for like a second was Cole Palmer. <laughs> who? Cole Palmer. He's he's, mid, he's a midfielder in this. Yeah, just there's a, I I didn't realize how many players are injured at City. Like they're 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 bare bones at the moment. So, um 
Yeah. I mean, De Bruyne's injured. Who else is injured? Uh, Grealish, Foden. Um, Torres is looking for a move to Barcelona in January. There's a a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. He broke his leg. I mean, he broke his foot. Like, what? I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on there. It's weird that he would expect that move to to Barcelona because, anyway, we're kind of getting sidetracked here. I think it's mad that he'd want to move, having only been at City for like a season and a half. And being one of their better players in that time. Yeah, well, I mean, before he got injured, he was their starting striker, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I'll be closely monitoring the rotation at City because like, I have some midfielders there who are just not... I mean, Bernardo Silva, Gallagher and Havertz should be good. I don't know. Uh, my four forwards will start, even though they didn't return at all last week. Ronaldo, him and his man, a son. Um... Look, I just hope they they start doing a few bits. Like Son obviously didn't get to play against Burnley, but he's been out of form for quite some time now. He only has four goals, two assists <laughs> out of twelve games. So yeah, yeah, I'm hoping for a bit more out of him. Uh, maybe Ronaldo mm-hmm. got to kick up the arse he needed with a, a sit in the bench there. Uh, I'll be leaving <laughs> Gabriel and Laporte and Fornells on my bench. Any, any yeah, smart. You could Can't really there. argue with any of that. Like. Any potential waiver wire pickups? I was looking at Fornells and maybe a midfielder. I mean, I think if I dropped Gabriel at Man United, I could also get a defender in, maybe like a a Wolves or a, a, an errant Malang Sar at Chelsea. But you know, it's they're they're not fantastic pickups. You know, you're just picking up someone to drop him again. So uh, yeah, but I mean, like there's there's always options for that Arsenal defense. So you can probably drop him and afford to pick up someone like probably a Ben White is probably still available you know so yeah I think Tierney's knocking about given that he's coming back from injury I nearly picked him up this week actually I was delighted when I saw Tavares played instead so yeah after 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 my 28 points in a shitty week I'm a bit 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 worried about my team Bit few bits that just don't look good I don't know the midfields and forwards look like they should be scoring but they're not so I've, uh, I've, I've uh, I think I don't know I don't think you can keep relying on Conor Gallagher to keep returning in a Palace side who while they are playing well like he I don't know like do you know what I mean like if I don't expect him to keep this form up all season no like he's 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 not he's not playing at Chelsea or at City he's not uh, if he was doing this at, at one of the bigger teams you know it's it, it's it's a bit of a Grealish at Villa kind of a thing where maybe he'll just do it against the big teams yeah that's actually not a bad analogy yeah, so did I say against the big teams, against the shit teams? Um, I'll, I'll be holding, but yeah, no, like you know, he's 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 nine returns in thirteen games, so you know if he keeps that yeah. up, he's you know one of the best players in the league. Um, yeah, but we'll yeah. just have to see how that goes. Yeah, so a bit of a bit of work to be done on my side. I'd love a few trades to go through to make my team look a bit better, but they probably won't. Um, yeah, uh, any, anything else, Steve? I think I think we've kind of come to a natural conclusion. No, I think we've said it all and we've done it all. Alone. There's not much left to talk about now. No, only other only think just watch the football things other than football, which you know, like just aren't interesting. So no. yeah, uh, I mean, for those people that don't know, like as soon as the podcast ends, I just hang up the phone. Like, there's nothing else I want to talk to this man about. Not friends in real life. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch with the Steve and Owen, who are the hosts of the FPL Jingle, you can do so on Discord, which uh, we're, we're, we're keeping really up to date with. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter at uh, 
at the FPL jingle. I keep forgetting the name of it. Correct. Yep. And you can see the league itself. Uh, those three things are all in the podcast description. Uh, Owen Conheedy signing out. Bye, everyone. <laughs>